They say it's a game of inches tonight. It was a game of just four feet. Two big drives, twice inside the five. Two huge stops. The Eagles defeat the Packers 34-27. Let's talk about it next. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Oh, man, I was really hoping coming into the night, I had the jersey, I was ready to be sitting here talking about the Packers <laughs> and just feeling a lot better about this. But, you know, that's not the way that the, the football rolls. That's not the way that the tips happen, according to football. That's not the way other things happen. Guys, thank you so much for joining us for this Thursday night football here on AfterBuzz TV. I I loved the game. I hated the game. A lot of high lows. I'm interested to hear everyone's thoughts in the chat. I know Star Drew, Joseph Boza going off in there. Uh, looks like Charlene just chimed in. So you guys commenting in there all night. I'll be reading your thoughts. You're my co-host tonight because it's just me here in studio. But in the booth, I have a huge Philadelphia Eagles fan from Philadelphia, Temple Tough. Ryan Nilsson, how you doing? That's how you right. feeling after this win? I'm feeling good. It was a rough two weeks. Uh, my dad was at the game tonight in Lambeau yeah. Field with all of his high school friends. Shout out to Keith Nilsson. Shout out to Keith Nilsson. But, um, yeah, really happy. My dad was actually in town the other week. We watched the game at an Eagles bar here, and we were really disappointed by that loss. So it's good now that we're back on a win. I think this was a much-needed win. Was he excited? I mean, what were you talking with him pregame of being up in Lambeau? Because Lambeau's a, a field unlike no other, an atmosphere unlike no other. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. I know you're from the area. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, what a legendary stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if there's any other stadium probably in the league that I'd rather check out. I, it's just such a legendary stadium. That's where football started. I mean, we're yeah. talking like Vince Lombardi. We're talking it's title town. OG. It's title town, dude. So, yeah. I mean, you've been there, I'm, I'm uh, guessing. I've been there. I went to a game uh, end of December. It was 17 degrees. I took my shirt off, waved it around. Fourth quarter, it was the game that we won leading up to the Super Bowl that year. We, had, we rattled off every single game we won after that. Won the Super Bowl. Great season. Hoping for the same thing, but obviously tonight's result didn't pay off the way that we wanted to. But lots to talk about tonight. Kind of going to go through how this was like a tale of quarters. In the first quarter, it seemed like it was one thing. The rest of the game, it was kind of something else. Talk through the Eagles' offense. Carson Wentz, high-low. Tonight, he was high. Talk about that running game. An interesting statistic to share with everyone. Uh, Packers' defense, which was so good in the first three games. I don't know if they took a vacation. I don't know what happened. Then we're going to talk about the Packers' offense finally clicking under Lafleur. Rodgers having by far the best game of this season, even with that last pass. Then kind of going to go through where each team goes from here. And then I really want to talk with everyone and get everyone's thoughts on this challenging of penalties. Because that this year, the first year they're doing that, and I, I am not a fan. But I'm interested to see everyone's thoughts. Again, I'm going to be checking everyone's thoughts here going on. Uh, but just overall thoughts. Uh, great game. Thought it was a solid game. I mean, if you're telling me going in a game is going to be 34-27, I'm, I'm for that over a 10-7 game. I thought the game was super exciting. Again, as I'll move into talking about quarters, there was a lot of action every single uh, every single quarter. Green Bay scored seven in the first. The second quarter, 
I mean, my goodness, you had 34 points. It was very exciting. And then, obviously, the, the defense kind of uh, held in the second half. But very exciting. And I'm, I'm excited for where both teams will go from here. Ryan, I know you caught a little bit of the, the game. Just overall thoughts just on even where Philadelphia is right now, back at 500, back to 2-2. Two and two. Right. So, again, it was not the, the season start that we really wanted with the loss to the Lions last week. Uh, I really do. I, I'm really concerned about the Eagles defense this season. So I was extremely worried about this game. I feel like this game was going to set a precedent for the season moving forward. They have, I think that when you look at the Eagles schedule, they have an easier ride the back half of the season. Oh, yeah. But when you lose to a team like the Packers right now, I, I think the Packers for me are a team that's like right down the middle. I don't think they're bad, but I don't think they're as great as they have been in past years. And I think, you know, we're starting to see peak Rodgers. He might be on a little bit of the decline of his career. I'm not saying he's... Whoa! I'm not, whoa, yeah. whoa! 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 <laughs> I'm not I mean, saying just, he's, he's bad. I, I, mean, I love Just refresh that 422 yards tonight. That um, is incredible. My gosh, but, he's still got it. But, I mean, yeah. you know, he, he, he's coming off of, of some lackluster seasons. And I think now that he's got some weapons, I just I feel like as an Eagles fan, I don't know Green Bay too well. It was an unexpected game. So I'm really happy they, they pulled out and won. I know we've had a bunch of injuries the past few games. I'm curious about the injuries that they suffered this game. Mm-hmm. And seeing how that might affect them moving forward, I'm thrilled they won. Obviously, I'm yeah, thrilled yeah, they won. I'm yeah. thrilled my dad was there. Yeah. It's just I, I think this was really something I was worried about for the season moving forward. This game was going to judge that. Well, you mentioned that being an Eagles fan, you don't really know who the Packers are. I don't think the Packers really know who the Packers are at this point in the season. Again, it's their first season under Lafleur, second season that the defense has been with Mike Patine, and they're just trying to figure out exactly their style of play. This game was so different than the first three games, and you know. Speaking of different than the first three or the last three, let's talk about quarters because the game started off first quarter heavily just dominated by the Packers. Rodgers came out 10 for 10. His favorite target, Devontae Adams, had over 100 yards just in that first quarter. Had Last week they said that he had a total of four targets. He had four targets in the first eight minutes of this game finished the game with 10 targets that's prior to him getting injured so the first quarter was very much uh, the Packers and at that point I was very hopeful I was looking at it and saying all right this is great starting off strong uh and you know had a had it got up to I think 13-0 because couldn't finish on some of those drives, but we're playing strong. Again, Rodgers starting 10 for 10. Everything seemed to be clicking. The offense in the first three games of the season just wasn't there. We put up 27 points last week, we being the Packers and the team, put up 27 points last week, but it just wasn't the same. It just, nothing, was, nothing was clicking as well. The offense still wasn't moving smoothly, and that seemed to be uh, there in the first quarter. I am interested, as we talk about the first quarter, Man, a brutal hit to knock out Jamal Charles there in the first quarter. And I want to know, I want to talk about this with anyone who's listening in the chat. Please chime in. Give me your thoughts. Because I thought that should have been uh, a suspension. I was not a fan. Derek Barnett took a late hit to J- took a hit late hit to Jamal Charles, knocked him out for the game, and I thought that was a very brutal hit. And NFL, as they're trying to really crack down on these things, 
I don't know how that's not ejectable. He's trying. He's he was hit going the wrong direction. He was stopped, and then he got hit. Ryan, did you catch this? I know you were uh, in and out, kind of uh, doing some work in the first quarter. Did you catch this hit or no? I am pulling up a replay of it right now. I, I, I got to tell you, when, regardless of who you're rooting for, injuries are no laughing matter. They're no, nothing to ever uh, you know side with. It's always a bummer when someone gets hurt, especially when it's after the clock or if it's a late hit, a cheap hit. You can you just never can support that. And you know, I feel like in the past few years, um, the Eagles that you know they've had like a kind of a family mentality, and they've really they've 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 told each other, you know. Stuff like that's not okay because you don't want that happening to your own team. I even I even caught a play at the beginning of the game where I believe Wentz was running for it and he got tackled, you know, just a regular tackle and he even thanked the defender yep. for tackling him properly. Amos. Amos. So never okay. Must, must, must detest that, and I, I really hope Jamal gets better soon. Yeah, I'm hoping that he's not out, and that obviously set the tone for the rest of the game because the Packers don't have a running game in general, and then you take out uh, our lead running back, and our second string was also out, so we were stuck with Aaron Jones, and you saw how that went the rest of the game. He had uh, 13 carries, 21 yards. His long was seven. Seven. Nothing. Nothing. So that definitely had an impact. But still, that first quarter definitely seemed to be going uh, the way the Packers. Second quarter, though, wow, the Eagles got hot. That's when they started uh, their run of four straight drives with a field goal. I mean, the Eagles in the second quarter put up 21 points. I mean, that is uh, just incredible. Just for, for reference on that, as I pull up the Eagles... Uh, scored 32 points overall in their first game, 24 in their second, or 20 in their second game, and 24 in their third game. So they scored more points in this game than they did in one, or more points in the second quarter than they did in their entire second game, and almost basically equal to their third game. Uh, but a huge game. And I've always said uh, the Eagles. I always felt were they ride Carson Wentz. If Carson Wentz has a great game, then they have a great game if Carson Wentz does not have a great game and he certainly did really well in that second quarter having thrown uh at least two possibly three touchdowns in that quarter what are your thoughts on on Carson Wentz Ryan it seems like it really is a high low as an Eagles fan of if he's playing well the team's playing well which they did in the second quarter I very much agree with you for at least the past two seasons uh the Eagles can really get behind their quarterback. I mean, that's what happened with Foles, that incredible Super Bowl season. Um, that's what even happened with Wentz early in that season. Yeah, I, I think they're a second-half team, for sure. I think that was a problem for them last season. Sometimes they got in the habit of letting the team they're going against get too far ahead in the first half that they can't even – they don't even have a possibility or a chance to catch up in the second half. And uh, that definitely got them in the playoffs last year. I think that's been the case this year as well. Even the first game with mm-hmm. the Redskins, Redskins are up second half – by uh, twenty, by seventeen, and they had to make a, a comeback run, and that's just never the position you want to be in, especially nope. as a fan, because you're just sweating, you're in the hot seat, and also you get a little too complacent with like they'll do well the second half, which you, yep. that's never guaranteed. I mean, even last week, y- y'all were down versus the Lions, twenty-seven to seventeen. Right, and you, you know you were able to score with uh, Aguilar coming back, but I mean nothing's. 
you still weren't able to do it. You lost by three. So I definitely feel you there. If you see you're down, you know, only a certain amount, you were down 20 to 10 in that game as well. Uh, so falling behind is never exactly where you want to be. But again, they were able to kind of ride past that four straight touchdowns, 21 points in that second quarter. Really, really strong. And that's where Carson Wentz shine. I mean, Carson Wentz on the night, 16 to 27, 160 yards, three touchdowns, overall passer rating, 113. All great numbers, not in huge quantity because y'all actually had that balanced game, which is another thing we can talk about here, is your balanced run game. This was a stat. Ryan is an Eagles fan. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a quiz here right off the bat. Oh, here we go. The last time, let me see exactly where I had that stat labeled. The last time that the Eagles had a 100-yard rusher in a game. Ooh, that <laughs> Great question. I'm going to go. Many, how many games ago? How many games ago? 100 yeah. yard rusher in a game. Yep. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 15 games ago. More than double. Wow. Your last 100 yard rusher was LeGarrett Blount. Oh, LeGarrett Blount. Super Bowl in, season. In October of 17. Wow. And it amazes me, like, you look at that and you say, man, that's that's huge. But then you look at the game tonight and what y'all did in the second quarter. Tonight, y'all had 176 yards on the ground. Why do you, you don't need one guy getting 100 yards if you're going to get 170 yards by four different people, really three different people if you don't count Sproles as four yards. Jordan Howard, 87 yards. Miles Sanders, 72 yards. Carson Wentz. 13 yards. Uh, so some really strong rushing there. I thought it was going to get there at the end. But, I mean, just a very balanced attack. And I think that's where the the Packers' defense suffered. We'll talk about that a little more in the future. Uh, the show uh, was just in the second quarter. It was really proved that they couldn't stop that balanced attack. Third quarter, as we look at this, very much even. You know, it was six to seven. Uh, Green Bay scored seven. Philadelphia scored six. Very much even there. And then the fourth quarter was all coming down to that fourth quarter. Redskins put or the Eagles put up seven points. Packers on two uh, their last two drives. Uh, second to last drive. You're at the one yard line and you're trying and you're trying and you're trying and you're trying four times. Don't get it in. Really just hurting you. And then on that last drive to be able to go about it, and you're at the three-yard line, you're driving, you've used up five and a half minutes of clock. It seems to be going perfectly. You also have like a 15-minute injury. And then you you have that huge injury, which, you know, good or bad hurts the teams, uh, gives them, you know, a little more time to be able to plan that. To talk about that first drive, uh, for Ryan, for you, and for everyone else in the chat, fourth and one, when the game is within seven points in the fourth quarter, do you go for it or do you kick that field goal? Wow. At that point, it was roughly around eight minutes left. Do you go for it or no? Do you think that's I'm, – I'm putting myself in LaFleur's situation here, a new coach. Do you make a statement? Do you show you're bold enough? You know, fourth and one, I would have gone for it. That That is the question. Do you go for it or do you not? And you, you're going for it. I – uh, with the way my defense was playing, I probably would have gone for it too. I can't hate him. The argument that people make is you're professional athletes. If you can't gain one, if you don't trust your team to gain one yard, get different players. That's right, Mike. 
get different players. It just you got to be able to close that out, and they weren't able to do it. I, I was standing up watching this happen, and just oh, it was painful. That's brutal. It was just painful. If you see it, you're like, okay, okay, you didn't get it this time. It's all right. Second down. Oh, nope, didn't get it this time. Okay, third down. Mm, hit it forward. Nope, stopped him again. Incom- incomplete pass. Just, just brutal. And then. You got to go for that fourth down, and they didn't get it. So really big stop. Obviously, the defense of the Packers then actually were able to stop the Eagles, thankfully. But uh, then coming back down, you have that final drive, and just just couldn't close it out with that interception. Uh, Elena in the chat uh, says that she would go for it as well. Elena seems to be a Chargers fan. She says the Chargers would have beat the Eagles. Uh, that's allegedly. We'll I don't see. know. The we'll Chargers. See. What's the Chargers record? One and two. Oh, that's right. One uh, and two. Not great. I want to ask you though, Mike. But yes, I did catch this entire final drive, and I know we were talking about that injury. I gotta tell you, that does affect your offense's mindset. It has to. It's, right? it's a form of icing, really. And I don't know. Look, as an Eagles fan, obviously I'm happy with the outcome, but. Do you think they were spending more time trying to like they were like, hey, just stall Ooh. a little bit? I think I would have. That's a stalling mechanism. That's a way to make them really, really overthink that final drive. And yeah, it was a tip ball interception, not not Rogers' fault. I just think that as unfortunate as an injury was, I think that iced them. It was a long time. It was really long. It was 10 to 15 minutes. You had that drive going. Again, five and a half minutes is what that drive took. Perfect time control by Rodgers in that offense to be able to really get down there. You're on the three-yard line, and then it really just kind of takes that to a halt. Uh, certainly wish the best for Avante Maddox. He was the cornerback who was hit on that tackle, left the game in a stretcher, and the whole team came out really an incredible sight to behold. Really hoping that, um, really hoping, you know, that he's okay uh, for him and for Jamal Charles, who was injured there by the by the Packers. So hope that both of them are okay. But yeah, that's a great question. Did did that impact him? And it, it has to. You're right. It very much is like an icing the kicker. I don't think that they stalled it, but I I did wonder that on an earlier play where it could have been challenged on that same drive where it was an eight-yard completion on first down, and there was an injury, and it could have been challenged. It probably wasn't a a completion, and they didn't, and there was an injury by the Eagles player who took time getting off. But, no, I don't think that... you know, sealed the game, certainly had an impact. I'm more upset at that because that ruins Rodgers' interception kind of ratio that he has always done an amazing job at of keeping his interceptions low. Last year, 27 touchdowns, just two interceptions. Holds the record by far for uh, the least amount of interceptions when you reach 300 touchdowns. So uh, we'll see. Joseph Boza, I wonder how much of the blame will be put on Aaron Rodgers tomorrow Joseph, I don't know how you put this blame on Aaron Rodgers. I mean, let me let me read for you the stat line of Aaron Rodgers. 34 for 53, 422 yards, two touchdowns, that final interception, avoided being sacked a number of times, only was sacked once, and he had over twice as many yards as our leading running back. He had 46 of our 77 yards on the ground at an average of 9.2 a carry. Wow. 
So uh, I'm kind of shocked will, by that. Will he get the blame? I mean, I sure hope not. The defense, who got the credit the first three games of the season, definitely deserves the blame on this one. They couldn't uh, stop the Eagles for nothing. So uh, we'll see. Whoever's chiming in from the After Buzz Wrestling and Sports is begging the question, is Rodgers clutch? Ooh, that's a, that's like a knife to the back right now. Be, even, <laughs> he's trying to just question that. Uh, is very, very brutal. I have a feeling that's actually Ryan. That was definitely me. That's yeah. actually Ryan in there. I mean, obviously he's clutch, but uh, tonight he absolutely was not. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, overall that was kind of the, the game, the tale of the quarters. Uh, next I really want to talk about the Eagles offense uh, and Carson Wentz. And, you know, we talked a little bit about this earlier. Are you sold, Ryan, on Carson Wentz? Absolutely. I'm sold. I'm, really? I'm buying it over and over again, and I'm never returning it. I'm throwing away the receipt. I am putting it – I'm locking it to me. I am keeping that forever. Yes. Absolutely sold on him. Hands I down. Mean, my goodness. Even with his – even with his injuries, obviously he signed that $128 million deal, which could be worth $144 million this past summer. Mm. And he's led the team to 2-2. Two and two. Are you really Dude, sold on him? Led the team to 2-2. Two and two. Okay, look. He's the reason we got to the playoffs in 2017. He's the reason we got there in 2018. Um, and, and Nick Foles obviously – brought it the yep. whole way he brought it to the finish line but you just cannot ignore how incredible Carson Wentz is his athleticism is probably I think he's the most athletic quarterback in the entire league um the, my biggest worry with him obviously is he's injury prone he has never made it through an entire season mm-hmm. without being injured which is a major problem I will not even try to minimize how big of an issue that is but look it's I don't think he's as injury prone as say a Michael Vick I think he has. I think he's just so athletic. The dude can gets the morale of a team so well. I, he's a leader. I love him to death. He's the best man. I love Carson Wentz so much. I love rooting for him. He's fun to watch. That's the thing. It's been so long in Philly. I mean, obviously since the past three years mm-hmm. that we've had a quarterback that's just so much fun to watch. Yep. This guy, I could watch him for hours. Great passion. Great passion, and just seeing how he gets out of situations. He's shaking tackles, continuing plays. He's he's better at it than anyone in the league. He's like Cam Newton was five years ago. The dude is awesome. Uh, so dude, well, okay, well, the fact that you're comparing him to Cam Newton and you said that you're totally sold on him, there's where your issue is, because I wouldn't pay Cam Newton $20 to lead my team, let alone <laughs> $20 million. Uh, so I, I I don't know, but again, the Eagles, I feel like, rise and fall with him. His stat line tonight, obviously – very good, 16 for 23, 160 yards. Not a lot there, uh, but you know, got that W. I feel obviously in the the loss to Atlanta was where he really struggled. One TD, two interceptions this year. Did okay last week versus the Lions. Not very accurate at 19 for 36. Still had those two touchdowns, and then obviously played very good in the victory that y'all had over Washington, where he was 28 to 39 for three touchdowns. So I I just feel it's it's very much just rise and fall with Carson Wentz, and I don't know. It's the biggest issue, too, with anyone in the any team in the league. There's ten or five probably amazing quarterbacks out there. You have to pay the rest of them the same amount of money. I'm not hating on Dak Prescott, but Dak Prescott is going to get Aaron Rodgers' money, and who would you rather have? So I think that's a, that's a huge thing that... 
the Eagles are facing is you had to pay Wentz. Right. You had to pay him that much money. Definitely. Uh, so we'll see. Again, that no 100-yard rusher, but you all had 176 on the ground, did very well. Uh, next, I want to talk about the, the Packers' defense. So well coming into the game. They said that this was uh, the first time since 2011 uh, that kind of the best start that the Packers defense has had since 2011. Uh, they allowed the fewest points in the first three games. Obviously, the 2010-2011 uh, season, back when the Packers were super good, is when they uh, won that Super Bowl. So uh, you're seeing kind of some of the high oh you're looking at the the play right now that i was just seeing there uh, on the screen was the one of the challenges which we'll get into but the packers defense just non-existent i don't know if they were tired obviously this is a shorter week for both teams coming off you know a thursday coming on a thursday playing on sunday monday really taking a hit uh so i don't know what it was i'm hoping it was just a down game Maybe they just saw the offense doing so well and thought we need to take a step back. Not exactly sure what the issue was, but I don't know. We'll see exactly what happens there. The offense, though, Packers offense, really clicking. Really clicking this game. Again, going back to Rodgers' statistics in this game, Rodgers at 34 of 53 for 422 yards. Rodgers has not had a huge game like that in a long time. I mean, he has not had a game, even looking at the other games he had this season, 203 to start the year against the Bears, 209 against the uh, Vikings, 235 against Denver, and he puts up 200 more yards than those other games. And so I think it finally started clicking. Obviously, this is the first year under Matt LaFleur. He was coming in, supposed to be the offensive genius, kind of struggling the first three weeks to be able to get it together uh, again, not making a lot of mistakes, but there wasn't that positive. You're looking at the positives and negatives. Not a lot of negatives, but the positives weren't there. And you have such a talented group with Aaron Rodgers, with Devontae, Al- uh, Javante, uh, Devontae Adams, with Geronimo Allison. Uh, and so just a lot of offensive weapons and kind of was wondering when it was going to click. It started clicking tonight. Again, didn't finish well with that interception for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, which is brutal. And then uh, what you're seeing uh, a lot there is Aaron Rodgers on the ground. Again, 46 yards that he had on the ground was good in the air, was good in the ground. They were picking apart. I still think he's the best in the game when you have a minute left and you need to be able to score as he did in the second quarter where you took the ball downfield 50 seconds made it happen, Mm. Uh, and then obviously to end the game, it didn't work out, but he totally had everything in control for the last five and a half minutes of the game. Knew exactly where he was going, knew exactly how long and how much time he had, who he was going to hit for wide receiver, played super, super well. I I agree. I mean, I I feel like Aaron Rodgers, see, I'm an Eagles fan, Mm -hmm. and if I had to pick a quarterback, one minute left, go down the field, I'm still picking Aaron Rodgers. I think he's the type of guy who's going to – He's going to finish that play. He's going to score that touchdown uh, nine times out of ten. This was just that one out of ten that it didn't And it didn't the sucky happen. thing is, is on that last drive, Devontae Adams got hurt and got hurt with about a minute and a half to two minutes left, uh, had a toe injury. It almost looked like he maybe broke his toe, Yikes. possibly, uh, or major turf toe, literally could not even walk without a limp. So that hurt, obviously, in that <laughs> section of field. When you're at the three-yard line, you need all your offensive weapons and did not have uh, 
Adams there, and that really, really hurt him. I did see uh, a tight end hurdle in Eagles player. Though. Oh, And man. I got to tell you, this Great is play. probably the third tight end in all four games of the season <laughs> to hurdle an Eagles defender. I don't know how many older tight ends are going to keep hurdling us. I expect six more because at this rate, it's <laughs> insane. Well, the person who hurdled him to, I think it was... Man, Mercedes Lewis. That was it. And it was old gun Mercedes Lewis. They're like in his thirteenth year in the league, he's still able to make these players miss. Really, really funny. Uh, I will say, uh, you know, before we talk about where both teams go from here, Nelson Aguilar. Oh boy, had one target tonight. That should be actually one of our special segments. What are if anyone who hasn't seen this, Ryan, see if you can try to find it. It was NBC Philly was uh, covering a story that happened after the last Eagles game where a man literally saved babies who were being thrown out a window in a fire, caught multiple babies, and was explaining kind of exactly what happened. And we'll bring this up, Ryan. Let me know. the clip right here. Yeah, uh, let me know when you're ready to play that. This guy threw total yeah. shade to Nelson Aguilar. I'm all set. Ready to go. Throwing babies out the window. We was catching them, unlike Aguilar. And <laughs> let's play that back a little. Let's that <laughs> play. Let's go. Let's rewind that just a few seconds. So he's catching babies. And the system people down. My man just started throwing babies out the window. We was catching them, unlike Aguilar and his mishaps. I like to put that out there. <laughs> Oh, so, my gosh. So, Aguilar last week had a very costly drop. This week got one target, zero receptions, zero yards, straight across the board. Uh, obviously, Carson Wentz kind of felt the same way. I don't know if this guy can really be trusted, but just hilarious. Uh, and they even interviewed him the next day and said, how is this on your mind? How? You're catching babies from a fire, which thankfully everyone was okay how is that in your mind? He said, it just happened just a couple hours earlier. It never ruined my whole week. <laughs> of course. Typical Philadelphia fan. Love it. Honestly. Love, love, love it. Uh, fantastic. So, yeah, he did not do well, but uh, he didn't really need him. Uh, looking at where both teams go from here. So, we'll start with the Eagles. Eagles now at 2-2. Two and two. Thankfully for the Eagles, uh, you're, you guys are glad you won this one. Ryan, because your schedule does not get significantly easier from here. You guys have a number of road games coming up. You're versus the Jets next week. Then you're at the Vikings, not an easy game. At the Cowboys, not an easy game. At the Bills, who are currently 3-0. We'll see how that works out, uh, if they're still undefeated or even have a good record at that point. Versus the Bears, who are 2-0-1, at least have two wins. Uh, versus the Patriots, versus the Seahawks. Hawks. My that's that's goodness. a brutal two weeks right there. My, two weeks. That's a brutal one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, we got the seven bears. weeks. We got the Bears. Oh, I'm telling you, I it's written. I count the Bears out like that, dude. Uh, playoffs last year, anything can happen, and I think they're just going to shank the uh, field goal once again, and we'll we'll walk on. So that. So right now you're <laughs> two and two. That would be after. Uh, another seven weeks. So, where do you see yourself? Go? Where do you see the Eagles go in the next seven let's, weeks? Let's go down the line real quick. So we versus okay. the Jets. Versus the Jets, easy win. 
All right. Easy your, so you're at three and two at the Vikings. Now that's a hard game. That's a hard game. As much as I love the birds, as much as we, uh, I, re- I just love rewatching the highlights of that second round playoff NFC Championship 2018, sorry, 2017, uh, when they beat the Vikings there. I don't think we're going to win that one. So three and three. Then, then you're at the Cowboys, who are currently three and zero. Oh. We're taking it. You're beating the Cowboys. Taking it. You're going to shut right. them up. So you're four and you're three. Silence them. Then you're at the undefeated Bills as of this point. <laughs> uh, I think we'll take the Bills. You're thinking you're t- all right. So you're going five and three versus the Patriots. Oh, Bears. Or, no, Bears. no, no, no. Versus the Bears. You know, this is another coin toss. Even though I was, I was real confident you're earlier. So optimistic <laughs> on all of these games. Uh, I, I do. I really do think. You know. Well, this one's a. This is a. Uh, it's a home game. Home game. Uh, I really do think that that advantage matters. Okay. Um, we're in November. I will. I do think we'll win that. Okay. So then you're six and three, and then you play the Patriots at home. That's a loss. All right. So you're six and four, and That's then you're loss. playing the Seahawks at home. Again, uh, this is where the bias is, gets a little hard. Um, the Seahawks, I gotta tell you, man, they—I don't think they're looking the best. They rise and they rise and fall with uh, Russell Wilson, yeah, Russell Wilson. product, just as much as you guys do with Carson Wentz. It, it, we're very similar teams in that way. I do think we'll take that one just because of home field advantage. Um, Dolphins, so you're seven and four, is seven and four, you're eight and yourself. four. Dolphins, we can just breeze Ooh, by that. I mean, Joseph uh, seems to disagree with you in the chat. He said if they go th- four and three in that stretch, you should be okay. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with y'all. four and three. I think y'all are going three and four wow. in that stretch. I don't think that you're going four and three or five and two, which is what you're predicting. <sighs> Maybe we'll have to revisit that. On I think Sunday we'll, night we'll see how that. But goes. I mean, th- but really, the, the the schedule gets so easier from there in that. Dolphins win. Giants win. Redskins win. Cowboys okay, maybe a loss. Giants win. It's the last five weeks is a guarantee four wins. Yep. So I'm I'm feeling good about that. It's it's these it's these earlier games: the Vikings, the Seahawks, the Patriots. The Patriots one I'm just not feeling good about. I, I honestly think that can be a confidence booster. They yeah. they knock out teams, man. They're scoring sixty. They have sixty point games like that. That it's just tough. hasn't happened forever. They're, it's they're really tough. Offense is really clicking, just like they did when they won uh, seventeen games and then lost the Super Bowl. So, uh, looking at the Packers' schedule next week at the Cowboys, I think they respond well. I think the the positive thing I think about a loss for this team is that they will respond well. So I'm saying that's a win for the Packers, moving them to four and one uh, versus the Lions. I think you're back at Lambeau. I think that's a rivalry game, but I we've done very well against the Lions, five and one versus the Raiders, six and one. Then we go to the Chiefs. That'll be the really tough game. Obviously, Mahomes is having a crazy good year today. Thursday, Patrick Mahomes became just the second player this season to get a 99 on Madden. So wow. he is certainly thriving. Then uh, at the Chargers, uh, sorry, Elena, y'all are going down in that game. And then playing the Panthers at home. Uh, so I think that, I, again, I don't look at this as a huge make or break for the Packers. It sucks that it was a loss. It sucks that it was in the conditions of where it was of losing after those last two very close drives. But I don't see it hugely impacting the Packers and being like a soul crusher for their season, like the loss would have been for the Eagles. Right. Because if the Eagles are at 1-3 and three going into that seven-game stretch, yikes they might be coming out of that uh at like two and eight 
I mean, you also got think, you also got to think about the the other um, conference you're playing and those wins you're going to win out. I, I feel like the Packers, if it comes down to the ranking for the playoffs, you're gonna you're gonna beat the Redskins. You're gonna beat the Giants. And with yep. the Eagles, Vikings, the the Packers Bears? play the Packers play in the toughest division in football right now. Every single team uh, is undefeated in the division. Uh, you have the Lions at two zero and one, the Packers at three and one, the Vikings at two and one, and the Bears at two and one. Every single team in that division has a winning record, and that is happening nowhere else uh, in the NFL. So very tough. Uh, season coming up as far as what we're looking at for the division. I really want to talk about now uh, these challenge penalties, which you showed the clip earlier, Ryan, which was the play that the Packers challenged, which there was no call on the pass interference. The Packers challenged it. It got upheld. This, for anyone not aware is the first time that the NFL has allowed teams to challenge penalties or lack thereof. This is in response to the Saints. And this is, yeah, very much in response to previous plays, one of them being the Saints. And so uh, this is the first time that they've ever done it. And I hope that they're still figuring it out because I am not a fan. Here, Here's this play that you're looking at. Goes up, puts a hand in That's the bad. face. And everyone on the announcer team is saying that should be reversed. It's clear hands to the face. It was a penalty. Clearly has an impact. And that was on third down. Long drive, long throw really would have had an impact uh, getting the ball down uh, into scoring position. Didn't call it. Had another play happen uh, uh, right around then earlier I think just earlier where a touchdown was actually reversed for the Eagles because of a pass interference that they then took away and I look at these and again I am very interested for everyone who's watching and everyone in the chat give me your thoughts on these challenge penalties thumbs up thumbs down what you think I think a couple things is that a they majorly just extend the game this game tonight granted there were a couple big injuries but this game tonight was three and a half hours. That's crazy. Because of these challenge penalties. In addition to the regular challenges, you're now able to challenge these, which take major booth overlook, major conversation. Each one of them adds another at least five minutes to the game. You're three and a half hours. And I feel like it's it's you're, you're asking for major controversy because nobody is challenging something that is not huge. In the case of that Packers, if if you give that play to the Packers and you call that penalty, that's twenty to to thirty yards. That's huge. That is majorly make or break the game. Just like for the Eagles, you reversed a touchdown pass based on this penalty, and th- that to me it's it's almost too big. And I can only imagine the pressure on the referees to be able to share their feelings on a call when you know it's going to be a huge boo. You know it's going to be a plus or minus. So I'm very interested in that. Again, uh, three and a half hours on this game, which was 
just wild for wild for me to be able to sit through wild for everyone else. I love football. Don't get me wrong, but three and a half hours. I think you got to be able to play a game in two and a half to three hours. Three and a half hours is a long time. It'll be interesting to see. This was around the twenty fifth to thirty time that uh, these penalties have been used. We're four, three and a half weeks in, just over three weeks in the first game of week four here. I'll be very interested to see how many more times you're used. If this will be something that they'll try to change moving forward. Uh, we shall just see. That is really what we're talking about uh, for the game tonight, Thursday night football. Ryan, uh, what would you say is the Eagles? What are you? Are we getting to maybe some predictions? Just very briefly about uh, end of the season, four games in. What do you think the final record for the Philadelphia Eagles is going to be? Final record. Oh, my gosh. What a big question. Uh, I think for just regular season, not including playoffs, of course. Yep. Um, I'm going to go – I'm going to go nine and – what is it, seven? Nine and seven. Yeah. I think uh, – wow, I that's... really do think that – yeah, it's not a good record. Um, I really do think that they're going to have trouble with the Patriots, Vikings, Bears. Again, the C- – it's teams like the Seahawks and the Cowboys where it's a little up in the air, and I think that this win does dictate I think they're going to more likely win those games. However, I'm just not completely sold on the whole team. I'm sold on Carson Wentz, not the whole team. <laughs> um, and Yeah, dude, it's these injuries. If these injuries yep. persist, it's a huge deal. And uh, You only need Carson Wentz to make it through the really hard games the first half of the season, then have him get injured and come back in the playoffs. There's the Eagles strategy. There it is. But if, with these other pieces, man, it's these other players that you can only work off of injuries for so long. And um, it's unfortunate, but I really do think that they're – I'm lucky. We had Alshon back tonight, which mm-hmm. is great. But yep. we missed him last week. We lost Very to the Lions. So. <laughs> so, Lions look, are a good team, man. NFC North. Hardest division in football. Hard, I mean, yeah, I, I can't argue with that. I think it is the hardest division in football. I just, uh, you know, that's a team that I feel a lot more comfortable winning against. And when you lose to someone like that, it's just, it's not looking good for the rest of the season. So, yep. uh, yeah, 9-7 and seven were how they look right now. Before this game, I would have hoped that the Packers would go 13-3. and three. I'd be totally happy with a 12-4 and four season right now, looking at their schedule. Again, they, when you get to the, the Packers level uh, and, like, the Patriots and everything else, you know you're playing for the postseason. So that is the way you kind of look at that and looking at some of our games. Obviously, at the Chiefs is going to be hard. The games that we have, you know, later in the season, at the Vikings, at the Lions, anytime you have those divisional games – Always going to be a challenge. Again, I think that Chargers game, oh, we might as well just rest Aaron Rodgers for that. It's going to be so easy coming here to L.A. I wanted to go to that game, by the way. Cheapest tickets? What do you think the cheapest tickets are for that game, Ryan, here uh, in L.A.? 150 378 Forget it. Forget it. Forget it. I was hoping to go as a Packer fan. Three hundred and seventy-eight dollars. Is that are standing room? That is like the high of the high in the stadium. You have nosebleeds going on way up there. Wild. Forget Wild. It. I will be watching that one on TV. I'll be watching the rest of the season. And I thank everyone for watching and listening to us tonight. Again, I'm your host, Michael Klaus. You can follow me at the Only MC. Thank you guys for uh, watching this Thursday Night Football. So much amazing coverage here on AfterBuzz TV. We have sports. We have wrestling. We have every single TV show that you can watch on TV, cable, Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime, soon coming to Apple, soon coming to Disney Street. 
streaming service, Warner Media, every single one. We cover them. You can get them here, one place. Have an early good weekend. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. That's a, that's a huge thing that uh, the Eagles are facing is you had to pay Wentz. Right. You had to pay him that much money. Definitely. Uh, so we'll see. Again, that no 100-yard rusher, but y'all had 176 on the ground, did very well. Uh, next, I want to talk about the, the Packers' defense. So well coming into the game. They said that this was uh, the first time since 2011 – uh, the kind of the best start that the Packers defense has had since 2011. Uh, they allowed the fewest points in the first three games. Obviously, the 2010-2011 uh, season, back when the Packers were super good, is when they uh, won that Super Bowl. So uh, you're seeing kind of some of the high. Oh, you're looking at the the play right now that I was just seeing there uh, on the screen was the one of the challenges, which we'll get into. But the Packers' defense is just non-existent. I don't know if they were tired. Obviously, this is a shorter week for both teams coming off, you know, a Thursday, coming on a Thursday, playing on Sunday, Monday, really taking a hit. Uh, so I don't know what it was. I'm hoping it was just a down game. Maybe they just saw the offense doing so well and thought we need to take a step back. Not exactly sure what the issue was, but... I don't know. We'll see exactly what happens there. The offense, though, Packers offense, really clicking, really clicking this game. Again, going back to Rodgers' statistics in this game, Rodgers at 34 of 53 for 422 yards. Rodgers has not had a huge game like that in a long time. I mean, he has not had a game, even looking at the other games he had this season, 203 to start the year against the Bears, 209 against the uh, Vikings, 235 against Denver, and he puts up 200 more yards than those other games. And so I think it finally started clicking. Obviously, this is the first year under Matt LaFleur. He was coming in, supposed to be the offensive genius, kind of struggling the first three weeks to be able to get it together. Uh, again, not making a lot of mistakes, but there wasn't that positive. You're looking at the positives and negatives. Not a lot of negatives, but the positives weren't there. And you have such a talented group with Aaron Rodgers, with Devontae, Al- uh, Javante, uh, Devontae Adams, with Geronimo Allison. Uh, and so just a lot of offensive weapons and kind of was wondering when it was going to click. It started clicking tonight. Again, didn't finish well with that interception for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, which is brutal. And then uh, what you're seeing uh, a lot there is Aaron Rodgers on the ground. Again, 46 yards that he had on the ground was good in the air, was good in the ground. They were picking apart. I still think he's the best in the game when you have a minute left and you need to be able to score as he did in the second quarter where you took the ball downfield 50 seconds made it happen Mm. Uh, and then obviously to end the game it didn't work out but he totally had everything in control for the last five and a half minutes of the game knew exactly where he was going knew exactly how long and how much time he had who he was going to hit for wide receiver played super super 
well. I, I agree. I mean, I, th- I feel like Aaron Rodgers, see, I'm an Eagles fan, mm-hmm. and if I had to pick a quarterback, one minute left, go down the field, I'm still picking Aaron Rodgers. I think he's the type of guy who's going to he's going to finish that play. He's going to score that touchdown uh, nine times out of ten. This was just that one out of ten that it didn't And it didn't the sucky happen. thing is, is on that last drive, Devontae Adams got hurt and got hurt with about a minute and a half to two minutes left. Uh, had a toe injury. It almost looked like he maybe broke his toe, Yikes. possibly, uh, or major turf toe. Literally could not even walk without a limp. So that hurt, obviously, in that <laughs> section of field. When you're at the three-yard line, you need all your offensive weapons and did not have uh, Adams there, and that really, really hurt him. I did see uh, a tight end hurdle, an Eagles player, though. Oh, and man. And I got to tell you, this Great is play. probably the third tight end in all four games of the season <laughs> to hurdle an Eagles defender. I don't know how many older tight ends are going to keep hurdling us. I expect six more because at this rate, it's <laughs> insane. Well, the person who hurdled him, too, I think it was... Man, Mercedes Lewis. That was it. And it was old it, it, gun Mercedes Lewis. They're like in his thirteenth year in the league, he's still able to make these players miss. Really, really funny. Oh. Uh, I will say, uh, you know, before we talk about where both teams go from here, Nelson Aguilar. Oh boy, n- had one target tonight. That should be actually one of our special segments. What are if anyone who hasn't seen this, Ryan, see if you can try to find it. It was it up right now. NBC Philly was uh, covering a story that happened after the last Eagles game where a man literally saved babies who were being thrown out a window in a fire, caught multiple babies, and was explaining kind of exactly what happened. And we'll bring this up, Ryan. Let me know the clip right here. Yeah, Uh, let me know when you're ready to play that. This guy (laughs) threw total shade to Nelson Aguilar. I'm all set. Ready to go. Throwing babies out the window. We was catching them, unlike Aguilar. And <laughs> let's play that back a little. Let's <laughs> <out there. laughs> play. Let's go. Let's rewind that just a few uh, seconds. So he's catching babies. And the system people down. My man just started throwing babies out the window. We was catching them, unlike Aguilar and his mishaps. I like to put that out there. <laughs> Oh, so, my gosh. So, Aguilar last week had a very costly drop. This week got one target, zero receptions, zero yards, straight across the board. Uh, obviously, Carson Wentz kind of felt the same way. I don't know if this guy can really be trusted, but just hilarious. Uh, and they even interviewed him the next day and said, how is this on your mind? How? You're catching babies from a fire, which thankfully everyone was okay how is that on your mind? He said, it just happened just a couple hours earlier. It never ruined my whole week. <laughs> of course. Typical Philadelphia fan. Love it. Honestly. Love, love, love it. Uh, fantastic. So, yeah, he did not do well, but uh, you didn't really need him. Uh, looking at where both teams go from here. So, we'll start with the Eagles. Eagles now at 2-2. Two and two. Thankfully for the Eagles, uh, you're, you guys are glad you won this one. 
Ryan, because your schedule does not get significantly easier from here. You guys have a number of road games coming up. You're versus the Jets next week. Then you're at the Vikings, not an easy game. At the Cowboys, not an easy game. At the Bills, who are currently 3-0. and We'll see how that works out, uh, if they're still undefeated or even have a good record at that point. Versus the Bears, who are 2-0-1, at least have two wins, uh, versus the Patriots, versus the Seahawks. My that's That's goodness. a brutal two weeks right there. My, two weeks? That's a brutal one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, we got the seven Bears. weeks. We got the Bears. Oh, I'm telling you, I it's written. I don't count the Bears out like that. Dude, uh, playoffs last year, anything can happen, and I think they're just going to shank the uh, field goal once again, and we'll, we'll walk on. So that so right now you're 2-2. <laughs> two and two. That would be after uh, another seven weeks. So where do you see yourself go? Where do you see the Eagles go in the next seven let's, weeks? Let's go down the line real quick. So we can, Versus okay, the Jets. Versus the Jets. Easy win. All right. Easy win. Your, so you're at three and two at the Vikings. Now that's a hard game. That's a hard game. As much as I love the birds, as much as we, uh, I, re- I just love rewatching the highlights of that second round playoff NFC Championship 2018, sorry, 2017, uh, when they beat the Vikings there. I don't think we're going to win that one. So three and three. Then, then you're at the Cowboys, who are currently three and zero. We're taking it. You're beating the Cowboys. Taking it. We're going to shut right. them up. So you're four and gonna three. Silence them. Then you're at the undefeated Bills as of this point. <laughs> uh, I think we'll take the Bills. You're thinking you're ta- all right. So you're going five and three versus the Patriots. Oh, Bears. Or, no, Bears. no, no, no. Versus the Bears. You know, this is another coin toss. Even though I was, I was really confident You're earlier. So optimistic <laughs> on all of these games. Uh, I, I do. I really do think. You know, well, this one's a. This is a. Uh, it's a home game. Home game. Uh, I really do think that that advantage matters. Um, we're in November. I will. I do think we'll win that. Okay, so then you're six and three, and then you play the Patriots at home. That's a loss. All right, so you're six and four, and That's then you're loss. playing the Seahawks at home. Again, uh, this is where the bias is, gets a little hard. Um, the Seahawks, I got to tell you, man, they – I don't think they're looking the best. They rise and, they rise and fall with uh, Russell Wilson. Yeah, Russell Wisconsin Wilson. Product, just as much as you guys do with Carson Wentz. It, it, we're very similar teams in that way. I do think we'll take that one just because of home field advantage. Um, Dolphins. So you're seven and four. Is seven and four. Eight and yourself. four. Dolphins. We can just breeze Ooh, by that. I mean, Joseph uh, seems to disagree with you in the chat. He said if they go th- four and three in that stretch, you should be okay. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with y'all. Four and three. I think y'all are going three and four wow. in that stretch. I don't think that you're going four and three or five and two, which is what you're predicting. Maybe we'll have to revisit that. On I think Sunday we'll, night we'll see how that. But goes. I mean, th- but really, the, the the schedule gets so easier from there in that. Dolphins win, Giants win, Redskins win, Cowboys okay, maybe a loss. Giants win. It's the last five weeks is a guarantee four wins. Yep. So I'm I'm feeling good about that. It's it's these it's these earlier games: the Vikings, the Seahawks, the Patriots. The Patriots one, I'm just not feeling good about. I, I honestly think that can be a confidence booster. They yeah. they knock out teams, man. They're scoring sixty. They have sixty point games like that. That it's just tough. hasn't happened forever. Their, it's their really offense tough. Offense is really clicking, just like they did when they won uh, seventeen games and then lost the Super Bowl. So, uh, looking at the Packers' schedule next week at the Cowboys, I think they respond well. 
I think the the positive thing I think about a loss for this team is that they will respond well. So I'm saying that's a win for the Packers, moving them to four and one uh, versus the Lions. I think you're back at Lambeau. I think that's a rivalry game, but I we've done very well against the Lions. Five and one versus the Raiders, six and one. Then we go to the Chiefs. That'll be the really tough game. Obviously, Mahomes is having a crazy good year today. Thursday, Patrick Mahomes became just the second player this season to get a 99 on Madden. So wow. he is certainly thriving. Then uh, at the Chargers, uh, sorry, Elena, y'all are going down in that game. And then playing the Panthers at home. Uh, so I think that, I, again, I don't look at this as a huge make or break for the Packers. It sucks that it was a loss. It sucks that it was in the conditions of where it was of losing after those last two very close drives. But I don't see it hugely impacting the Packers and being like a soul crusher for their season like the loss would have been for the Eagles. Right. Because if the Eagles are at 1-3 and three going into that seven-game stretch, Yikes! They might be coming out of that uh, at like two and eight. And you also got you also got to think about the the other um, conference you're playing and those wins you're going to win out. I, I feel like the Packers, if it comes down to the ranking for the playoffs, you're gonna you're gonna beat the Redskins. You're gonna beat the Giants. And with yep. the Eagles, Vikings, the the Packers Bears? play the Packers play in the toughest division in football right now. Every single team uh, is undefeated in the division. Uh, you have the Lions at 2-0-1, the Packers at 3-1, and the Vikings at 2-1, and and the Bears at 2-1. and uh, Every single team in that division has a winning record, and that is happening nowhere else uh, in the NFL. So very tough uh, season coming up as far as what we're looking at for the division. I really want to talk about now uh, these challenge penalties, which you showed the clip earlier, Ryan, which was the play that the Packers challenged, which there was no call on the pass interference. The Packers challenged it. It got upheld. This, for anyone not aware is the first time that the NFL has allowed teams to challenge penalties or lack thereof. This is in response to the Saints. And this is, yeah, very much in response to previous plays, one of them being the Saints. And so uh, this is the first time that they've ever done it. And I hope that they're still figuring it out because I am not a fan. Here, Here's this play that you're looking at. Goes up, puts a hand in That's the bad. face. And everyone on the announcer team is saying that should be reversed. It's clear hands to the face. It was a penalty. Clearly has an impact. And that was on third down. Long drive, long throw, really would have had an impact uh, getting the ball down uh, into scoring position. Didn't call it. Had another play happen uh uh, right around then, earlier, I think, just earlier, where a touchdown was actually reversed for the Eagles because of a pass interference that they then took away. And I look at these, and again, I am very interested for everyone who's watching and everyone in the chat, give me your thoughts on these challenge penalties. Thumbs up, thumbs down, what you think. I think a couple things is that, A, they majorly just extend the game. This game tonight... Granted, there were a couple big injuries. 
But this game tonight was three and a half hours. That's crazy. Because of these challenge penalties. In addition to the regular challenges, you're now able to challenge these, which take major booth overlook, major conversation. Each one of them adds another at least five minutes to the game. You're three and a half hours. And I feel like it's it's you're, you're asking for major controversy because nobody is challenging something that is not huge. In the case of that Packers, if if you give that play to the Packers and you call that penalty, that's 20 to, to 30 yards. That's huge. That is majorly make or break the game. Just like for the Eagles, you reversed a touchdown pass based on this penalty. And th- that, to me, it's it's almost too big, and I can only imagine the pressure on the referees to be able to share their feelings on a call when you know it's going to be a huge boo. You know it's going to be a, a plus or minus. So I'm very interested in that. Again, uh, three and a half hours on this game, which was just wild for wild for me to be able to sit through wild for everyone else. I love football. Don't get me wrong, but three and a half hours. I think you got to be able to play a game in two and a half to three hours. Three and a half hours is a long time. It'll be interesting to see. They, this was around the twenty fifth to thirty time that uh, these penalties have been used. We're four, three and a half weeks in, just over three weeks in the first game of week four here. I'll be very interested to see how many more times they're used. If this will be something that they'll try to change moving forward. Uh, we shall just see. That is really what we're talking about uh, for the game tonight, Thursday night football. Ryan, uh, what would you say is the Eagles? What are you? Are we getting to maybe some predictions? Just very briefly about uh, end of the season, four games in. What do you think the final record for the Philadelphia Eagles is going to be? Final record. Oh my gosh, what a big question. Uh I think for just regular season, not including playoffs, of course. Yep. Um I'm gonna go I'm gonna go nine and what is it, seven? Nine and seven. Yeah. I think uh wow, I really that's... do think that yeah, it's not a good record. Um I really do think that they're gonna have trouble with the Patriots, Vikings, Bears. Again, the Sea it's teams like the Seahawks and the Cowboys where it's a little up in the air, and I think that this win does dictate I think they're going to more likely win those games. However, I'm just not completely sold on the whole team. I'm sold on Carson Wentz, not the whole team. <laughs> um, and Yeah, dude, it's these injuries. If these injuries persist, yep. it's a huge deal. And uh, You only need Carson Wentz to make it through the really hard games the first half of the season, then have him get injured and come back in the playoffs. There's the Eagles strategy. There it is. But if with these other pieces, man, it's these other players that you can only work off of injuries for so long. And um, it's unfortunate, but I really do think that they're – I'm lucky. We had Alshon back tonight, which mm-hmm. is great. But yep. we missed him last week. We lost Very to the Lions. So. <laughs> so, Lions look, are a good team, man. NFC North, mm-hmm. hardest division in football. I mean, yeah, I, I can't argue with that. I think it is the hardest division in football. I just, uh, you know, that's a team that I feel a lot more comfortable winning against. And when you lose to someone like that, it's just, it's not looking good for the rest of the season. So, yep. uh, yeah, 9-7 and seven were how they look right now. 
before this game, I would have hoped that the Packers would go 13-3. and I'd be totally happy with a 12-4 and season right now, looking at their schedule. Again, they, when you get to the, the Packers level uh, and, like, the Patriots and everything else, you know you're playing for the postseason. So that is the way you kind of look at that and looking at some of our games. Obviously, at the Chiefs is going to be hard. The games that we have, you know, later in the season, at the Vikings, at the Lions, anytime you have those divisional games – Always going to be a challenge. Again, I think that Chargers game, oh, we might as well just rest Aaron Rodgers for that. It's going to be so easy coming here to L.A. I wanted to go to that game, by the way. Cheapest tickets? What do you think the cheapest tickets are for that game, Ryan, here uh, in L.A.? $150? Forget it. Forget it. Forget it. I was hoping to go as a Packer fan. $378? That, is that standing room? That is like the high of the high in the stadium. You have nosebleeds going on way up there. Wild. Forget Wild. It. I will be watching that one on TV. I'll be watching the rest of the season. And I thank everyone for watching and listening to us tonight. Again, I'm your host, Michael Klaus. You can follow me at the only MC. Thank you guys for uh, watching this Thursday Night Football. So much amazing coverage here on AfterBuzz TV. We have sports. We have wrestling. We have every single TV show that you can watch on TV, cable, Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime, soon coming to Apple, soon coming to Disney streaming service, Warner Media, every single one. We cover them. You can get them here, one place. Have an early good weekend. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 